Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. And ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. And you know, normally I would have a McKinney Monday or even a Mayoral Monday, but today we're just going to title it A Time for Choosing. And I'm sure I've used this title before in some form or another, but it is the eve of the 2022 general election. And it's been made clear to me over the last couple of months that the distinction is very clear. But before I get into that, let me remind you, like, share, comment, subscribe to the show. Get it out there. We are north of 40K, but alas, it looks as though I will not be hitting the stretch goal of 50K by election day. But you know what? That's A-OK. This is numbered episode 299. And away we go. Yes. So clear distinctions. So you have one party that projects that the other party hates women. When in fact, that party is A-OK with killing babies, a.k.a. women in the womb. That party is A-OK with gender modification, i.e. either sterilizing women or taking young boys and pretending that they are young women. Either way, it's a lose-lose situation. But that is the party that tells you that the other party hates women when, in fact, they have a demonstrated action plan here to kill women and to neuter women and to turn young boys into fake women. So you tell me who hates women. Okay, next thing. The one party says the other party hates immigrants, hates anybody that isn't a wasp, for lack of a better term. Well, maybe they project that. Maybe that's not. Don't know. But what I can tell you is, for better or for worse, the Republican Party has done everything that it can to bend over backwards to accommodate And make other people that are not white, not Anglo-Saxon, and not Protestant feel welcome. So I'm not really sure how that even holds water. However, if you are white, Anglo-Saxon, and Protestant, you're really not welcome in the Democrat Party. So I ask you, which party purveys hate for a specific group of people more often and more openly? Do I need to say anything more? Well, we're at it. One party seems to think that government can solve every problem and that money, just ones and zeros in a computer, can be created overnight with no ill effects. Unfortunately for us, the other party is not much better. They don't think that government can fix all the problems in the world, but just some of them. They believe that you shouldn't spend money like there's no tomorrow, but maybe like there's no next year. Again, lesser of evils, but if you're going to point fingers, you have to be willing to accept that some of those fingers point back to you. Again, largely projection here. Both parties complain that the other party is gerrymandering districts. Both parties complain that the other party is making it 
more likely to have voter fraud or irregularities. What I would say to you is, if you don't have an ID, that's your problem. If you can't fill out a simple form that references your ID, that's your problem. If you can't figure out by the numerous ways that they make it public knowledge where you can go vote, that's your problem. If you aren't capable of driving yourself somewhere, there are tons of opportunities to get there to vote. And if you can't avail yourself of them, that's your problem. The whole society has spent the better part of two years accommodating very small percentages of our population that dictate that we must not only accept, not even acknowledge, but we must endorse their bad behaviors, in my opinion, bad behaviors. So I ask you, which party is more intolerant? The one that says you are a hater if you're not okay with certain things. I don't know. Speaking of not caring for the poor, now, it is a well-known, established, statistical fact that right of center, or Christians in general, tend to give more money to charity, on the whole, and look out for those that are downtrodden, or lesser, or whatever you want to call it. Meanwhile, the other side is really, really good about wanting to use government to do that same thing. When that's not government's job, government doesn't have the authority, yet they seem they can fix everything, like I've said before. So I ask you, when you go into the polls, though you may be completely disappointed with both parties, I would imagine at this point you could see there is a distinct difference between the two parties. All right. Number two, hoped for solutions. Well, we're not going to have Sleepy Creepy Joe go anywhere for at least two years. But what I would love nothing more than is for him to not be able to do anything else through the Congress. And when I say him, I mean his handlers, the leftist, socialist, kind of wacko people that are pushing through all this crazy stuff we've seen in the last two years. Now, yes, He's going to be able to use his pen, and he does have a phone, but Congress has every opportunity to block that and defund it. The question is, will Congress exercise that authority? Will they find the backbone to just say no? My hope for a solution is that the gridlock will slow down the cascade into destruction that is upon us. My my hope for a solution is that the Republicans will somehow... Remember, oh, well, we're supposed to be the party of small government. Oh, we're supposed to respect individual liberties. That That's that's my hope for solution. I have said many, many times, there are good Democrats out there. There are the rank and file Democrats that have been Democrats for three generations and have no idea what it is their party is doing in their name. Yet they go along every time. And if just we could get a few more grassroots activists to articulate to these misguided souls that the Democrat Party of yesteryear 
of your grandma and grandpa's party no longer exists. We have a bunch of raving socialist lunatics that are dictating the policies of the Democrat Party. While we're talking about it, be clear, I'm not giving a free pass to the other party, the Republicans. I'm not saying they're all sunshine and lollipops. What I am saying is they're at this time less bad. And right now I have an opportunity of hmm, running off the edge of the cliff at 100 miles an hour with the brakes being cut off or going through the same the same cliff at only 55 miles an hour and while the brakes kind of sort of work. Neither scenario is exciting or beneficial, but one is clearly less bad than the other. One at least slows things down perhaps that where you could find another solution. So the hope for a solution is we slow the madness. We dial things back a little bit. We, I don't know, actually let kids be kids and not try and manipulate them into becoming a different sex that we keep the perverts away from them that I don't know. We protect the border. I don't know that we protect women in general. Just a couple thoughts there. And while we're at it, perhaps we can, I don't know, not start a war with China. Oh, I don't know. Stay out of the war in Ukraine. Although that ship may have very well sailed since we now admit to having advisors on the ground. For those of you old enough to remember Vietnam, that should sound familiar. All right. Now that I've given you all the hope for positive solutions here, let's transition just a bit. Yes. The hard reality, the day after the election. (laughs) So one will surmise that we will have a solid Republican majority in the state house and the state Senate. And Lord knows we've had Republican power in the state of Texas for 20 years. And honestly, we've we're in a better place than what we were 20 years ago, but nowhere near where we should have been. So the hard reality is, is we're going to start having to hold those folks accountable right now. That includes if your state rep has already signed on to the guy that appoints Democrats to be committee chairs. Yes, I know. The election's tomorrow, and I said I wouldn't, you know, be slapping on any of our guys until then. I'm not. I'm telling you that it's a foregone conclusion. This is going to happen. That Republican is going to be better than their Democrat alternative. But just because we're stuck with that Republican doesn't mean we can't try and convince that Republican that they should reconsider supporting the guy that's going to appoint their opponents into positions of power, which is going to make it exceedingly difficult to get the things done that the people that continue to vote for you want. That might just put us in a position where you are the weakest link and you have to be dealt with next election cycle. The hard reality is, is that while we may very well rest control the U.S. Senate and maintain or take control of the U.S. House of Representatives, very little that happens there is actually going to be beneficial to we the people. The best we can hope for is they slow down some of the crazy. That maybe, I don't know, they actually 
investigate some of the things that have been going on for the last two years that have left some of us scratching our head, wondering where our freedom and our liberty went and what happened to, I don't know, the Bill of Rights. But that's just me. That's wishful thinking. And we've seen this all before. They'll put on a nice show, but at the end of the day, no heads will roll. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Going back to Texas, what does that mean for us? Well, that means that the U.S. government is going to continue to not do the job it's supposed to do, i.e. protect the border and keep bad people out of the country and, I don't know, have a balanced foreign policy and encourage energy independence. We can look forward to maybe some of the bad stuff in that realm slowing down. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be up to Texas. It's going to be up to whether or not our governor, Lieutenant Dan, will find the cojones to step up and say, you've done enough. No, thank you. Or you're not doing your job. We're going to do it. Or better yet, if you continue to not do your job and then do the crazy stuff that we don't want you to do, we might just tell you to go pound sand. Now, that's wishful thinking again, but the hard reality is that's what we're going to need to demand. We're going to need to push these guys, every single one of them. The onus is on us. If you care about Texas, if you care about the future, we have to push back. We have imported a large quantity of people from Texas, myself included, but I've been here 25 years and I've become a Texan, whereas the other folks by and large that are coming here have no interest in being Texan. They want to bring their California, New Jersey, Illinois, New York, Maryland here. The the crazy out of Seattle and Portland follows them. That's all well and good when it was a joke about keeping Austin weird, but when it's polluted, Houston, San Antonio, and Dallas, that's a problem. That's something we need to deal with. And I would like nothing more than for those people to feel uncomfortable enough that they go back from whence they came. But that's going to require that we hold our people accountable. That's going to require that we actually get a real constitutional carry. That's going to require that we actually force people, (laughs) when I say force, require them to do the right thing. We don't kill babies in Texas. We don't tolerate abuse of power in Texas. We protect our border in Texas. We only want citizens here that are good citizens and are going to follow the rules. Otherwise, we'll ship them back for once they came. And while we're at it, we're going to fight back against the cartels. We're going to fight back against federal government abuse. But that will only happen if we make those people in Austin do their job. That's the hard reality. That's what's going to be put upon us, a responsibility to make those folks follow through. Oh, they're all happy to make these uh, smiles and pledges when they're campaigning, when they want your money, your vote, and your time. But now that you've given that to them and you put them back in office, you need to demand that they actually follow through and do what they told us they were going to do. And when they refuse to tell us, you need to tell them, you work for us, not the other way around. This is what you want. we want you to do. This is what we need you to do. And if you're not going to do it, we'll find somebody else who will. And we have to do it fearlessly, often, and publicly. 
So I'm here to tell you. That's what starts the day after tomorrow. It doesn't matter if we win the seats and we do nothing with them. It doesn't matter if you take the power but do nothing with it. What good does it have to have all the power in the world and not the will to use it? You maintain peace through strength. You maintain your strength by using it judiciously. And honestly, I have yet to see most of that occur, both at the federal level and the state level. But we have the opportunity right now when we see these guys tomorrow night, because they're going to probably all show up at that victory party, to tell them, we got you across the finish line. You work for us. You don't work for the deep pocket out-of-state people that came in here and gave you money. You don't work for the Lieutenant Dan's down there. You don't look for to work for Dade Phelan or whoever the Speaker of the House is, and you sure as heck don't work for the governor. You work for us. And we're here to remind you of that often. If we're not willing to do that, then when the failure comes, then when they let us down, we have nobody else to blame but ourselves. If you want to be completely honest, the reason why we are at where we're at right now is in the mirror in the morning when you're shaving or brushing your hair or your teeth. You see the person in that mirror you're the reason. I'm the reason. We are all the reason that we are here where we're at right now. So you're upset because they're letting perverts hang out with your little children and grandchildren? That's your fault. The moment that happened, I would surmise 50 years ago, that little pervert wouldn't have left that room walking. Now we got a bunch of folks that will defend that pervert and say that there's not absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I'm perfectly okay with my child being manipulated into some kind of crazy la-la land world. And you're a hater and a bad person for even questioning that. We should call good, good and evil, evil. Not what we're doing now. We shall not tolerate this any further. If you think this makes sense... If you're willing to take the time and the effort to look at how we can overcome this obstacle, how we can hold these people accountable, you got to get involved. There's about half a dozen of us activists. We're both online and in person. We do what we can with what we have. And we will fight that fight until we got nothing left. But we're dependent upon you guys to do your part. And it's got to be more than just the cursory I went out and voted. And with that, get out and do your civic duty if you are so inclined. And I will see you on the other side.